0: our Locked On NBA, your daily NBA podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Indiana has no one to play this guy, Russell Westbrook. He's too fast, too big, too strong, and too aggressive. And playing well. And welcome. You are Locked On to the NBA. My name is Nick Angstead, Media Member and Coordinator for the Locked On Podcast Network, host of Locked On Mavs, and I'm joined as always by Adam Moritz of Locked On Nuggets and DNBR. Adam, what you got for me today?
0: A really bad game and a really exciting weekend.
1: <laughs> it's all coming. It's all coming. I'm so excited. The, the playoffs are finally upon us. One more play-in game, and then we're in, man. Played in. Played right into it. Hopefully it's a good play-in game because. Oh boy, these this one tonight was not good. The Warriors Lakers obviously was good. You heard from the guys yesterday about that, but uh, today we're going to get into the Wizards versus Pacers second quarter. It was kind of the only one that mattered. Yeah, that so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the second quarter, and then we'll get into a little bit about what what happens now for the Pacers. Uh, the NBA award finalists were announced, so we will get into those. Who was snubbed? Was anyone snubbed? Should anyone be replaced there with the finalists? We'll talk about and preview the weekends games especially coming up on Saturday and then tonight Memphis versus Golden State and then finally as always on Friday power rankings we got a (laughs) power rank something the players the most to gain in the playoffs this year I have a list I have the top five and then I've like I don't know seven or eight guys that could be on that list so we'll see if Adam agrees with any of them all right let's get into this game so Mm. The Indiana Pacers fall to the Washington Wizards 142-115. to I'm not going to start with anything in the game. I'm going to ask you this question, Adam Mares. Did the Wizards just want to avoid the Nets this bad that they (laughs) tanked their first game and just came out and looked completely different in this one?
0: Man, what's sad is I have, like, the opposite take. As I was really looking forward to them playing the Nets. I don't think they're going to beat the 76ers either. Like, I think both of these would be a smackdown. But at least Brooklyn, you get to, like, You get to punch while you go down, you know. I I was really hoping for that one. Um, But the play-in really was about, I think, teams that were mentally and psychologically hungry to go for the win. And the Mm. Pacers just – the wheels came off with this team really for the last, like, back half of the season. But even down the stretch, I just felt like – the Wizards were hungry. They went, uh, they were seventeen and thirty-two on April fifth. Think about how crazy that is—seventeen yeah, and thirty-two—and they finished thirty-five and thirty-nine. So, a heck of a run down the stretch. It felt like they belonged. It felt like they wanted it. And the Pacers—I'm not—I don't think anybody quit or anything like this, but they just clearly weren't hungry, and they are on vacation.
1: <laughs> which is weird because the Pacers did this exact same thing to the Hornets like two nights ago. It's true. They just came out and punched him in the mouth. Now they hit a bunch of threes early and that's sort of what yeah. like jump started them. But the Pacers just kind of rolled over in this game, especially in that we mentioned at the top that we we're going to talk about the second quarter. It was 34 to 34 with 10 minutes and 22 seconds left in the second quarter. By the time it was 6 minutes and 50 seconds left in the second quarter, it was 50 to 34. The Wizards went on a 16-0 run in that on time. Slot, yeah. And just basically like took it to them. I mean it was it was transition play, it was fast break, it was 72 points in the paint. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the game on this one. Good lord. Like the Pacers were without Miles Turner and it absolutely showed in this one.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the Pacers have had a season from hell. I re- they really have. They got off to that hot start. Looked like, okay, maybe this is a year some things kind of come together for them. But, uh, you know, as you mentioned, some injury luck, uh, some some bad injury luck, and then just the wheels falling off. But um, 16-0 run, the game was over. The third quarter only got it worse. At one yeah. point, I think the Wizards were up by almost 40 points. Um, and then a cool note I saw in the game notes after this one, Daniel Gafford had five blocks in the first half. That was the first time that's happened for a Wizards player in over a decade. So that was pretty cool. And then my only other note from this, um, Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal, sneaky, great quote after the game, he said, uh, that the bounce back tonight from after losing in, in, in heartbreaking fashion the night before, it was one of the most beautiful things I've seen all year. That's mm. a great quote. It's a it's a nice quote. And it's good to see this Wizards team.
1: And I've seen a lot of people talk about, well, the play in tournament was, you know, terrible, or it was great because the Warriors and the the Lakers got matched up. And because he had those two star players and those star franchises that it was good. But I'm going to say, and I've seen some people say this too, the Wizards getting in and being that team that actually got a playoff spot now, it's the reason, this is the reason why the play in tournament was made because... This team had so much bad luck. You said they were like 17-32 and at one point. It was absolutely terrible. But they were not that bad of a team. They just had to overcome some injuries, overcome some stuff, get together, and then they went on this run at the end like would you much, would you rather see the Wizards versus the Sixers or like the Hornets versus the Sixers right <laughs> well I like the, the
0: Hornets out. were like the young team that you know you'd like to see but they'd get smacked I think the Wizards would get smacked too but if you were to ask me who are the 18 team, best teams in the Eastern Conference I think it's the eight teams that made it in and I think it's pretty comfortable to be honest with you mm-hmm. so um it, in my opinion the right teams got in and the plan worked perfectly and Washington's probably the best example of that I wish the games were closer but they weren't and one cool thing Russell Westbrook, apparently, after the game, Scotty Brooks said, Russell Westbrook gave a speech a couple months ago and declared, We're not missing the playoffs. Mm. It was a passionate, like, turning point moment. And I just, I just, I love those kinds of things. Like, the game is very logical. I don't think the Wizards are actually a great team. They're good, not great. But I like sometimes when your somewhat crazy leader just throws down the gauntlet and says, We're doing this. And then they do it. Just put him on her
1: back. He said, Nate Bjorkren is not keeping me out of the playoffs. <laughs> that's what he said. Basically. Uh, Tony East, the Locked On Pacers host, said the Pacers played the Wizards four times a season and have conceded 130-plus points in all four of them. Wow. that That's absolutely why We definitely should have seen this coming, it feels like. Yeah. Uh, is, another question for you. Is Miles Turner going to get some all-defense love after watching this Pacers team try to defend without him?
0: I heard a Yeah, for real. <laughs> I heard it. I heard a crazy stat that miles Turner, you have to play a certain amount of games to qualify for like the block shots per game leader. And he fell short by four games, but he still qualifies because if you just give him a zero for those four games, meaning zero blocks, he still has the block shot record for blocks per game, even taking a zero on That's the four wild. game gap from what he missed. So, um, but no, I, unfortunately it is. He's not going to get it because of the the game total. Uh,
1: All right, let's uh, let's move on to some award finalists and check out some of these awards. So I'll just run through them quick and then just stop me if you have one that you kind of disagree with. The top three for MVP, Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Steph Curry. We're good there, right? I mean, I
0: think that was the right three players, to be honest with you. Um, And what's funny is the storyline has been how much that's changed. Like every week there's a new guy. I think. Jokic is going to win it. We've already seen, I think, 40 ballots, 40 out of 110 or so ballots, all of them Jokic, you know. So I think it's clearly he's going to win it. But I think Steph Curry honestly made the right push to that, in my opinion, he should be the second most valuable player this year. He should get the second most votes, in my opinion. It
1: all goes back to what do you count as most valuable? And
0: right, you right. know, is
1: it the best player in the best team? Or, you know, all that. Uh, so yeah, that was that was top three there. Top three for rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball, Anthony Edwards, Tyrese Halliburton. This is all gonna come down to who. What do you, you know, What matters to you? Is playing on a good team, like the Hornets made the play-in, or is it putting up stats, Anthony Edwards taking like 20 shots a game the last couple months of the season here? What does it matter to you? But it seems like they got the right three. We started going back and forth about, okay, who could have been the third guy? And you say, well, it could be Isaiah Stewart. It could have been, you know, Sadiq Bay, who won a player of the week at one point during the season. <laughs> like There's just right. not a ton of options here for rookie of the year.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of guys that you can make an argument for for fourth, um, but I think clearly LaMilla Ball, Anthony Edwards, too, like, superstar high-profile um, spotlight right on him, and then Tyrese Halliburton was the guy that was the surprise guy this year that, you know, had a very impressive rookie season, so that, to me, he was my right preseason dream. pick. I'm just going to throw was that. Was he out. really? Nice. Yeah, he
1: was, yeah. That was my, <laughs> I was, my, I was my sneaky rookie of the year pick, and he just, I guess he just he didn't get into it
0: enough, I guess, or the... The Kings should have King. been better, man. Kings. The Kings should have been better. That's a dis- disappointing <laughs> team. One of the most disappointing teams of the year.
1: Uh Matt George locked on Kings host is on our social team now and that's how every one of our social meetings ends. The Kings should be better. <laughs> that's, that's basically how they end. He's right. Uh, defensive player of the year. Rudy Gobert, Draymond Green, Ben Simmons. I I, can't, I mean you can't even add another player in there I feel like. That's the especially after watching Warriors Lakers. Like Draymond just maybe it's some recency bias on my part, but Draymond just solidified like he's just a di Complete difference maker on that end.
0: Well, first of all, it should not factor into your defensive player of the year voting <laughs> that the play in, in it doesn't it's get, a, but it's a purgatory game that doesn't is a count purgatory. for regular
1: season or playoff stats, Sorry. but
0: I'm actually going to piggyback on you. That defense that he played in that game was absurd. <laughs> absurd. <laughs> I I'm telling you that was make a film of that. Just show it to, to, to all the youths coming up playing basketball. That was a tour de to force of defense and, and not just one type of defense, like so many different types. I mean, Draymond, I have so much respect and appreciation for Draymond. And then of course Gobert. Um and then who was the third one? Ben Simmons. Oh, accurate. I think that you got the right three guys. Boom.
1: Great job. Draymond was like like the Lakers couldn't throw it like a, an out an entry
0: pass like at all. <laughs> they couldn't do anything. I mean the, I the amount of the amount of ground he co- like he simultaneously <laughs> protected the rim and the perimeter. It was, inc- it was incredible. <laughs>
1: A couple more awards we got to get to, and then we'll start talking about the weekend's games we'll get into and preview some of these games. We'll get into all this coming up, but before we do, let's talk about Theragun. Theragun is the new and improved handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, which is what Jokic puts on all of his passes, and it's quiet (laughs) as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good, it gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension... Using Theragun's signature percussi- per- percussive therapy, which goes sixty percent deeper than vibration alone. Gotta I gotta to- tell you,
0: this is the, this is the greatest thing on earth. It really is the greatest product on earth, man. I you have, have one. one and you love it. Oh my! Use it like probably every other day. I, pro- I probably use it. Fantastic. Best best like three minutes of my day.
1: <laughs> there you go. Adam Morris, best three minutes of my day. That's going on the commercial. Try Theragun for 30 days starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on. Theragun.com slash locked Endorsed by the Adam Morris. All right, Adam, let's get into some more of these awards finalists. We have most improved player Jeremy Grant Detroit Pistons, Michael Porter Jr Denver Nuggets, Julius Randle New York Knicks. Feeling like Randle's going to run away with this, but is this the right three players?
0: I think it was another one that, that was kind of perfect and Randle and Jeremy Grant I think were no brainers. Michael Porter's the little bit of of the odd one cuz he's the second year player, that's always weird, but Yeah. I know this is supposed to be year over year. I think Michael Porter is maybe the most improved in season, like from the start of the season to the end mm. of it. So to me it's it's the right the right three guys. Um, another perfect one
1: as someone that doesn't watch the watch someone that doesn't watch the nuggets every day why is it an improvement for him and not just well he got more minutes and more touches because Jamal Murray was out
0: well I mean he was a, a like a high a very talented rookie last year high mistakes um, really didn't understand the game didn't know when a good shot and a bad shot was and I think he came into this season with a lot of those similar things by the end of the season. And those things formed a block to all of his talents. You couldn't get to the good parts of his game because the bad parts were keeping him on the bench or just preventing him. Once that unlocked, once he really started to learn the game and feel it and make fewer and fewer mistakes, what you're left with is a 6'10 super athlete with a 45% three-point jumper, and the rest is history.
1: That's pretty good. (laughs) That's that's pretty good. Uh, Sixth man of the year is either going to go to Jordan Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Derek Rose. Two Utah Jazzes, uh, the Jazz, in the sixth man of the year. So they have a sixth and seventh man. How can you have two of those? Uh, Ridiculous. That's the only way you can can do that. Uh, Man, my my Dallas Mavericks, the uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. and Jalen Brunson campaigns just both came to a halt within... Uh, a couple weeks of each other. Like they just both went on slumps at the exact wrong time or else they could be up here. But I guess these are the right three guys, even though it it's contradictory of the award to have two jazz but it is what it is. It,
0: I mean, I don't know if it's the right one and I don't necessarily have a guy that I'm, that I'm looking at that I say, Oh, here's the person who should have got the nomination or whatever, but you know, maybe somebody with Atlanta. I mean, they've had so many great players come off of the bench for them, but I, I'm sorry, you can't have two players from the same team both be the sixth man. It does not make sense. No, In fact, one of them is not the sixth man. That's exactly how it works. So, <laughs> By the way, Jordan Clarkson, that would be my guy to take off of the ballot, but the, the award traditionally goes to the guy that gets buckets, and he gets buckets. It's
1: just it's just the way the award goes right now. Joe Engel started thirty games. Does that rub you the wrong way? Six, kind one? of.
0: Maybe that takes a little bit away. Yeah, I think started thirty of, of his starter. sixty-seven games. Does it have to, yeah, I mean, that's like, about almost half. Yeah, right. Yeah, but I think I haven't checked this recently, but I think he's shooting one hundred percent from three this year. So <laughs> uh,
1: officially forty-five point one percent, which is essentially there. Pretty good. Uh, last one here: Coach of the Year, Quinn Snyder, Utah Jazz. Tom Thibodeau, New York Knicks. Monty Williams, Phoenix Suns. Feels like the right three guys, two top teams in the West, and then Thibodeau, who had a you know breakout like surprise yeah. season with the Knicks. It's always seems to be the surprise team that gets the coach of the year, but it seems like these are the right three guys.
0: Yeah, I think you know Denver's Michael Malone probably could could get a little bit of uh, yeah. of run there. Nate, Nate McMillan maybe even uh, deserves a mention, um, but you know only only partially for the season. But um, those three guys, I have no complaints for. Nate McMillan's a really good one because. It was just such a
1: stark contrast between the, the Hawks yeah. were before he took over and then after. And then do you give him any credit for how the Pacers looked after he left? Right. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> I have for real, actually, maybe. And it's funny to think if you can win this award. It's like we talk about can you win the MVP if you only have this many games? Can you win Coach of the Year if you only if you only coach so many games? I yeah, don't
1: know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Soon we'll be keeping stats for coaches. I'm sure there are advanced stats for coaches that people yeah. check into there you go those are the award finalists that's what we got going on on awards it seems like a lot of the awards are decided at this point kind of boring uh i'm guessing they're not doing an award show
0: because it probably would already happened right no 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 the award show. this is the dumbest thing oh, the, end of the playoffs done. it's the end of the playoffs when nobody cares they Ridiculous. wait right now we've talked about it and talked about it and talked about it and then eight don't <laughs> no what it'll be 14 weeks from now nobody will even remember <laughs>
1: I didn't even remember that it was then, so of course, <laughs> if that answers the question. Uh, all right, coming up tonight is Memphis Grizzlies versus the Golden State Warriors on ESPN, 9 p.m. Eastern time. I'm ready for this game. I'm excited. It's kind of like the older team, even though only two of their guys are older, but the older team versus like the JV, and the JV's coming up, and they're like, all right, we can take these guys because a couple of the seniors have left, and... Well, it's going to be a real interesting match. Uh, Jonas Valchunas, I feel like is going to feast, but we also thought that about the Lakers, and that didn't work out so well.
0: So uh, what's your feeling on Grizzlies-Warriors tonight? Well, number one, I don't think anybody's going to feast, man. That that Warriors defense, when it needs to be really locked in. The number one question I have, this Warriors team I don't think is very good. They have two incredibly good Hall of Fame players. Um, My question is, is there emotional letdown? Because I thought that Warriors team played like they had nothing to lose. Not at this, Your underdogs, whatever, have nothing to lose. They played loose. They played free. And uh, you know, now this game does carry stakes. They probably feel like they should win. So do they play a little bit tighter? Are they able to you know are they able, able to have that same success? I don't know. So I actually think this will be a game that comes down to the wire. I think it's gonna be a great battle, and I would not at all be surprised if Memphis got the win.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a real fascinating game to watch. Who's hungrier, right? That's what you said at the beginning. All the teams that come into these games and want it more. Do the Warriors just say, well, you know, we had our shot and now, you know. But the other thing is, could they beat the Jazz? Is that like a ridiculous thing to think that they could come in and take the Jazz to seven and then –
0: I think the Jazz under. are rooting from the Memphis Grizzlies to be honest. I mean, they have to be. They have to be rooting for them. But I think the Jazz comfortably have, you know, have the advantage in either series. But can this happen to Memphis by the way, 2 years in a row to make it to the last day of the play-in <laughs> and then get bounced? That would be really brutal.
1: They're right on the cusp. They're two they're two play-ins away from being two play-ins away. Oh so. no. Oh no. <laughs> basically what they are. Poor uh, poor Grizz. <laughs> poor Bruno. What's Bruno up to? One time mm. at Summer League, I saw Bruno, and he had these shoes on that had just these little like, like uh, metallic spikes all over the top of them, and I was like, those shoes are two years away from being two years away. <laughs> uh, all right, on Saturday, a couple of games, Heat, Bucks, Mavericks, Clippers, Celtics, Nets, Blazers, and your Nuggets. Any of those games stick out to you as like, oh, wow, whatever happens in this first game may determine the whole series or may shock us.
0: I mean, I think the the Nuggets-Blazers game is going to be a great one. Um, mm-hmm. You know, those are two teams that are very evenly matched. And I, it, it's funny because I wouldn't be surprised if this was a five-game series. I'm just not sure which team wins <laughs> it. Yeah. Um, both teams have such glaring weaknesses. And, um, you know, I do think that first game will carry a lot of weight. So to me, that's the game of the weekend. Um, what What about you?
1: I, I'm i going to go a little homer here in Mavs Clippers. I think that that's going to be Look pretty good. I, I think the Mavs, yeah, right. <laughs> We're just picking our own team. But I think the Mavs have a good shot to get this game. A lot of rest for the Mavs. They're coming back. KP will be playing. Uh, Maxi Kleba, who's been dealing with some injuries, will be healthy. And so they'll be coming into this game. Uh, Clippers are notoriously bad during brunch games this season. The Mavericks also beat the Clippers. <laughs> on a I love a, that.
0: I love that point. stat. During brunch. Not a brunch brunch team. That's, okay.
1: what they, that's what uh, the Locked On Clippers guys call them as these brunch games because it's 4:30 uh, Eastern time, but it's 1:30 back on the yeah. West Coast, and so they they yeah, call it that. Brunch. But yeah. uh, that one that one could be really interesting. And then if the Mavs get game one, then they take away you know home court from them, and then could turn into something. The series is really interesting because you get two days two days rest between game one and two, two days rest between two and three, and then two days rest between four and five. So that really. Benefits the Mavericks. Feeling good about that one.
0: Uh, I'm Celtics. Not Nets feeling still, good still on your one. behalf. I'm not feeling great about that series. Um, but here's the thing: the Clippers shoot the the leather off the ball. I mean, obviously, forty one over forty one percent from three this season. If they do go cold. Do they start to second guess it? I mean, that, that's your hope. But to me, the Clippers are just a far superior team.
1: Yeah, they're 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 definitely a better team for sure. But Luca, best player on the floor, right?
0: Hmm.
1: <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out <laughs> might be next next batch of games on Sunday Wizards Sixers Lakers Suns Hawks Knicks well hold on then... can we
0: go back to Saturday real quick because there yeah. was one other game that really I mean Boston Brooklyn whatever I think Brooklyn smacks yeah, that, uh, that, that game a disaster but Miami Milwaukee also has mm-hmm. an argument for for game of the weekend and this will be uh, this might actually be the most important game one um because i do think like denver portland they're so even i don't think any either team really like expects to like dominate the series so if you drop the first one whatever but the bucks have a, here here's my thing with the bucks heat i think the bucks are a lot better than than like a lot more prepared for a playoff run than they were last year. And I think the Miami heat are sneaky worse than they were last year. Um, even though they kind of got hot and Jimmy Butler says he's more locked in than ever. Um, <laughs> you know, you don't have crowd. You don't have a Linux. Is their bench good enough? I have all these questions. Um, the heat always have tougher spacing. I know people think of them as this three point shooting team because of how hot Tyler hero got. But in my opinion, the only argument for Miami over Milwaukee or the only real argument is history and they they sort of like yeah it's like these like existential things and i just i think logically milwaukee is the better team but if they drop game one the pressure like all that pressure comes right back
1: and there's all kinds of stuff from the end of the season too where the bucks could have had a chance to throw a couple games and duck the heat and decided not to and just went all for it and i like it the basketball karma between the first two games right the clippers and then the and then the Bucs, the Clippers ducked an opponent, and the Bucks right. didn't. And there's all kinds of weird stuff there. Uh, yeah. All right, let's move on to uh, Sunday's games. Sunday's games: Sixers, Wizards, Lakers, Suns, Hawks, Knicks, and then to be determined versus the Utah Jazz. That Hawks mm. Knicks series, I'm really interested to see, you know, what that looks like. Can Trey Young come out and is he going to be shut down in a playoff series? We've heard like his defense is going to matter so much. Does his defense really become like a sore thumb for them? What does Julius Randle do? Who guards Julius Randle on the Hawks has kind of been a topic here. And then mm-hmm. that lakers Sun series, obviously, that one's going to be pretty interesting.
0: Well, let's stick with Hawks, though, here real quick. I'm curious. Wh- who are you taking in this series? Oh, man. The Knicks, by the way, 3-0 and in the season against Atlanta. Julius Randle had 44 points, 40 points, and 29 points in their three matchups. So he's averaging like 38 points per game in the three games.
1: The hard part is who else do they depend on for offense? Because we know that the Hawks have so many other options, right? They have Trey Young, obviously. Bogdan Bogdanovich has been
0: So uh, many, in- man. incredible,
1: yeah. And then they have John Collins. They have you know, Kevin Herter has G- been playing pretty Gallinari. well. Gallinari. I mean, they have Gallinari, no – Gallinari,
0: right. Like, DeAndre <laughs> Hunter's back. Like, they have no shortage of guys that can be hot on any given night. And then the Knicks have won a bunch of games this season by just, like – giving a crap
1: more than the other team, right? <laughs> like just trying more. And can they hit another gear in the playoffs instead, yeah. right? Can they take it up that notch? And then their second guy is, is RJ Barrett, right? This right. is his first playoff series. And it's the first for a lot of the Hawks guys too, to be right. fair. But yeah, that's going to be really interesting to see if he steps up to the moment or if he you know shies away from it.
0: So some crazy stats that I looked up, the Knicks shot 43 of 90 from the three-point line in their three matchups. So the Knicks went 3-0. and but Randall was went off, and they just drained threes, almost 50% of their three-pointers over, over the course of three games. The Knicks, you know, not a good team at defending a three-point line. They're that classic packed paint, don't let anybody inside, but they give up the three. And I just think the Hawks team has so many guys that can get hot. My, this is my sneaky, like, big – I don't know how much of an upset it is. We're talking about a 4-5, or five, but this is my yeah. sneaky <laughs> big upset of the first round. I think Atlanta wins this one. And I I, I put Hawks in six, but – I, 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 that's more of a five and a half than it is a six and a
1: half. Uh, the Knicks fans are just, I mean, if they win this series, <laughs> it's going to be just, it's just going to be at the next level. I mean, not just for you, just in general, yeah. if they win this game, I feel like they're going to be next level. Also these teams were tied as of like the day before the season. Yeah. Ended, yeah. So yeah. I don't sure. know if you get considered upset in here, but, uh, any thoughts on Lakers Suns? That's kind of the one that, man, how disappointed our Suns fans, like, finally make the playoffs for the first time since 2010 best record since 2007 and then they have to place the Lakers in the
0: first round this is gonna sound like a super hot take were you impressed with the Lakers last night
1: oh no definitely not
0: they're impressed with impressed with LeBron's shot that's it yeah and I and look they play incredible defense I'm impressed with yeah. their defense but mm-hmm. if you ask me like the, the Lakers were I, I think easily the best team in the NBA before lebron went down 20 20 what were they 24 34 and 18 something they were a ridiculous record they looked great the question is is lebron healthy like leBron in that first half really did not look great and he he gutted it out down the stretch made some big plays the biggest play with that shot but part of me wonders like if the Lakers are fully healthy this is Lakers in five I'm sorry Suns you did this the question is are they healthy? Are they ready for this? And the Suns have at least enough bodies to throw at LeBron, to say, hey, you know, Mikael Bridges, Tory Craig, Jay Crowder, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that's 18 fouls that you get to, to <laughs> get to deploy against him and just get physical. And I'm really curious to see what he looks like in that game, because I thought it was impressive that they gutted it out, but I didn't think it, they looked like the dominant team that we expect them if they're going to make a deep playoff run.
1: Add Dario Sarch there. He is definitely six more fouls. On, there you go. On, on there you LeBron go. <laughs> at, at some point during this. Yeah, it's going to be just fascinating to see. Do the Suns shy away? Do they Are they scared of the, of the Lakers? It seems like no West teams are scared of another West team, but mm. this could be the case because they're just well, so young. Well, everybody,
0: everybody tried to duck the Lakers, so I would say, I would say maybe team, maybe the West is afraid of the Lakers. Fair, but fair, fair, fair. You know what? It's just this first game is interesting. I just want to see, can LeBron do this again? Yeah. Um, He'll get a couple nights off. Maybe we won't get it in game one, but can he do this again and again and again? And then Anthony Davis versus – I know they're not matched up with each other, but against DeAndre Ayton, obviously there'll be a lot of minutes. They go head-to-head. This is baptism by fire for DeAndre Ayton. He's he's got a really, really tall task there. Yeah,
1: him and Andre Drummond just facing off doing doing big man
0: things. (laughs) He might foul out. I'm worried about DeAndre Ayton's foul trouble in this playoffs.
1: Uh, all right, coming up, let's get into some power rankings of the players that have the most to gain in this playoffs run. We'll get into that coming up, but before we do, betonline.ag is the place to put down some money on some sports. They have a bunch of lines already available for basketball games for the series and for the games themselves. Let's go over some of the series here. The Bucks minus 305 favorite over the Heat. That one's interesting. That's a bigger line that I would have expected. Clippers, minus 400 over the Mavericks. Nets, you ready for this one? Minus thirteen hundred over the Celtics. That one's pretty big. Blazers, actually the favorite right now, minus one thirty. Really, the Nuggets. Yes, Lakers minus one sixty over the Suns, and then the Hawks are the favorite, minus one twenty over the Knicks. Interesting, interesting lines there. If you got any money on, if you want to put money down on any of those teams, if you're thinking, man, that's ridiculous. Why is that team not favored? Go put it on betonline.ag. Use the promo code Locked On. Get a 50% welcome bonus to the first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, Adam Mares, let's get into
0: our power rankings. We'll get into
1: the players that have the most to gain. Now, I took this.
0: Sorry, <laughs> I, took- I was a little late on my sound drop.
1: <laughs> I took this in the direction of. Uh, I took this in the direction of I'm just thinking about your eagle, <laughs> and I was thinking about that Parks and Rec scene where he's sitting in the mayor's office and he's like on he's on pain meds and he just looks and he looks and he's he's feeding the statue. I'm feeding your eagle. <laughs> All right, back to, back to the NBA. Uh Who has the most to gain reputation wise? Like who? In the NBA, if they yeah. win a round or win a title, like who has the most to gain? If there was a like best player in the game or best player in the league, and they could rise up a bunch of r- rings in that ranking, so a couple players, honorable mentions: okay. Rudy Gobert. I think he has a lot to, to show if he can dominate in a series. If he doesn't get you know played off a series, he's got. So let's think about it. Stuff to gain.
0: So he's got the probably the Warriors, even if it's Memphis. Either way, like you know, go to, Rudy Gobert probably. There's no big for him to match up with. If you go to the second round, you've got the Clippers. Clippers probably. Hmm. So it probably wouldn't be until you got to the the conference finals where you're either up against a Jokic or an Anthony Davis that really he has a lot to to prove. So I could see it. That probably I could see his honorable mention for him. But does he
1: matter against the Clippers? That's kind of going to be my question. Is he yeah. does he make a big difference in that series? Joel Embiid. I also think if he wins a title, that's a that's pretty big for his career. He could. Definitely turned some heads in that scenario. Ben Simmons, I think, on the Sixers as well. That's a guy where you can say, all right, well, this is a guy that stepped up and took the next step into that, I don't know, top 25 players in the NBA instead of just like a really good defensive guy and then a cool, like fun sidekick that, that passes and doesn't shoot. Russell Westbrook, yeah. I feel like has already kind of Man.
0: moved his yeah. reputation
1: up a little bit. But see, this is why it's hard hands-
0: to do the big the like who has the most to gain. Because it's clearly Westbrook would be number one. It's just we don't Believe he's actually going to win any series. He might not yeah, win right, a game,
1: right. but yeah, if he won
0: a championship, game. are you kidding? Like he would, yeah, right. he would vault up so many tiers <laughs> from everybody's perspective. Well, if we're
1: gonna go most to game, do we go like Luke Cornette or like yeah, who's, exactly. who's the worst? He's yeah. the worst he could player. a name. lot. <laughs> Luke Cornette, man, I'm the, in those Celtics like white uniforms, he just looked like a super young Kevin McHale, just like walking. Yeah. He's walking around. Uh, Devin Booker, I think also has, has a lot to gain man, if great. he has a, yeah. a good run, they beat the, they beat the Lakers. And then all of a sudden he's like, Oh, he's not just a injury replacement all-star. He's like, oh.
0: and you know what they have, they have some tough guards, man. I mean, it's tough for him. Cause you know, this is his first foray into the playoffs and the spotlight will be on him. And boy, he didn't get a, he's not getting an E. He doesn't get to ease into his playoff career.
1: No, the Carew show is going to shut that down. I think the <laughs> show, uh, Chris Ops Porzingis, I think, has a lot to gain, too. His reputation is way down right now, both health-wise, play-wise. And so coming in, uh, people forget last season he had a 38-point game against the Clippers. Luca went out with an injury in the fourth quarter of game three, and Porzingis put up 12 points in the fourth quarter. The Mavericks lost that game, but still, I think he has a lot he can prove in this. Trey Young is another guy I think that can prove. Man, a lot. he's got
0: a lot. Yeah, Trey Young has a lot. Hit the, a win against the Knicks, which by again I'm picking it, so it's it, it's certainly likely it's on the table. Trey Young definitely elevates his profile, and that Hawks team just as a, as a team I think elevates their profile a lot.
1: Speaking of which, John Collins with a dollar sign at the end. John Collins is a restricted free agent this summer. He turned down a $90 million deal. He has a lot, like, literally to gain. gets <laughs> yeah. an incredible series and, you know, does anything to Julius Randle defensively. Oof. That could be a big payday for him.
0: Yeah, Lots to lose, too. I mean, a, there's, there's maybe a lot there just kind of looking at that matchup. That's a tough yeah, matchup he, for him.
1: He could go either way, for sure. All right, here's the top five. Starting with number five. Okay. James Harden. And I put James Harden at five and not one because, like, how much more can he gain? But also, would a title really move him that much in a direction, right? Like, if you look at him, between him and, you know, I don't know, a guy like Barkley or somebody, does a title really separate him that much if you thought those players were close before? Especially this title with this team. If it was a Rockets team, I think it would be different.
0: It is interesting. The thing that we forget when we say all of this is that once you get into the games, like how they happen, matter. So, I mean, could he be carried to Mm -hmm. a championship, or could he lead the team to a championship? Both are both are possible. I mean, he's that good of a player; he could be the most valuable of the big three. So, I'm with you. Um, Number five feels okay. Uh, I I probably wouldn't put him higher. I don't know how we grade this this Brooklyn team, man. They're going to be such a mystery to, to to really analyze.
1: We've talked about them a lot because of lockdown mabs. We're like, well, if the twenty eleven title meant the most of any title in recent memory, right? Of course. It, clearly then, it
0: does. Clearly.
1: Clearly. I mean, clearly. But does this Brooklyn one mean less, right? Like mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Does it if we put him and rank him on the on the hierarchy here? Number four, Chris Paul. Man. I think he could be higher on this, but there's a couple ahead of him, I think. But if he wins a title, I mean, man, that just vaults him For, into a Forget a, a, next a title. Category.
0: Forget a title. I'm dead serious about this. If they knock out the Lakers. You mm. you mentioned Devin Booker earlier. Devin Booker, Crisp, all those guys, their profile raises a lot. Like whoever can take out the Lakers gets a huge sort of like, you know, gets a crown. Um, if if it's a team like Phoenix or even Denver or Utah, and what by by that I mean a non-prestige team, not the Clippers, not Brooklyn, you know, not one of those. If it's one of those teams, I think it's a huge, in a, in a weird way, it is like a mini championship. You know, it's like a mini little award yeah, you right. get. So, um, Chris Paul, who sort of, I think, both fairly and unfairly, has a reputation of being like not great off 6 year. If he gets one over LeBron and Anthony Davis and the Lakers, that would, that would be huge.
1: Yeah, that would be huge. And then the series after that, they would just completely fall because like that was their championship. <laughs> and then they come out and look, look flat in the next series. Yeah. Number three. Giannis Adetokounmpo, I think if he comes out and, if, I mean, just goes all the way. If he wins a title, that vaults him into like this rare category because then all of a sudden is the third MVP on the table for Giannis. He's like, start taking it right. that far. And then you say, all right, well, then if he wins thir- three MVPs, he's like they're up there with, you know, who is it, Magic and Jordan. And like, there's not many people with three not- MVPs.
0: He's another one, I mean, if we look at this as not just most to gain, but like sort of most to gain slash lose, you know, like they could rise or fall, depending on how it goes. He he probably, he might even be number one, to be honest, because they've got the Miami Heat and there's some ghosts there. And if they get out in the first round, I think that Giannis just won't be taken seriously. I mean, he had another MVP caliber season this year and really wasn't in consideration for it. For one reason, voter fatigue. No other reason. There doesn't. There's no other reason he wasn't a top three finalist in this. And if you lose to Miami or if you lose in the first round, I think you can kiss all of that stuff good. But he could average 50, <laughs> 10, and 10 next year, and people would be like, yeah, but. Um, conversely, <laughs> if you do go and win this, I do think it even recontextualizes the previous playoff failures as, uh, hey, they, they've solidified their team just a little bit more, and that got him over the hump. So he he might even be number one to me.
1: Yeah, there's definitely a case you can be made for for him to be number one for sure. But number yeah. two is a guy that we kind of looked at like some of the uh, – like the Russell Westbrooks or so, Paul George. I think he has a ton to gain in this playoff series. I don't think he has much more to lose because anytime he steps on the court, like Pandemic P and Playoff P he has still more trend to lose. on Twitter. He has
0: more to lose. I'll tell you what, he has his like home to lose because if they he loses – if they lose in the first or even second round – do you look at Paul George, and especially if it's him, if he <laughs> plays like he did down the stretch of that Denver series, if he plays like that again, I don't think you stick with him. I think you look for another team to take a flyer on him.
1: That extension, man. He he locked in that extension. He was like, uh, hey, guys, yeah. you want to <laughs> give me that guaranteed money before we go into this? So I think he has, a, he has a ton to gain for sure. He was one of the reasons why the Mavs were in that series last year is he was just so bad. And then obviously the backboard shot against the Nuggets and, <laughs> and the rest is history. Yeah. Number one. Of course, most lists. I think LeBron James, for just the sole purpose of, if he gets five, then LeBron haters all over the place. And coming from the seventh seed, right? Like you can qualify it however you want. Like one blind eye, three rims, whatever. <laughs> you, yeah. like whatever you want to say. Right. Yeah, you, whatever you want to say. But I do think that it matters that if he gets five rings, all of a sudden he gets closer to Jordan, and then all of a sudden it becomes a real argument for some people. Uh, and I think that that could really elevate him. And that's like, a that's maybe a small step up that he takes, but that step up is to like goat status. Yeah. You know I mean, yeah, it's like the, it's I mean he's on that
0: level, right? Step. I mean, there is something to, you know, four is a lot. Five does tie him with Kobe Bryant, who in recent history is, you know, him and Tim Duncan. Um, and then you're knocking on the door for six, which has sort of been the, of the modern era. That's been like the gold standard, the Michael Jordan standard. So, as with most things when we do this LeBron does have the most to sort of gain, but also let's talk about lose. Mm-hmm. We just threw out the possibility of them losing to the Phoenix Suns. That was a slim yeah. possibility, I think so. I think the Lakers are pretty probably have this. But if he does, you know, that's a pretty huge failure. If you look at his 3 years at the Lakers, and they have one title, very impressive, but one missed the playoffs entirely and another one get bounced in the first round after playing the plan. Like that that legacy in with the Lakers, I think, takes a pretty major hit. So he has – I agree with you. He's probably number one um, with a lot to gain a lot to lose.
1: There you go. Top five players that have the most to gain. LeBron James, Paul George, Giannis decumpo, Chris Paul, and James Harden. There you go. That's us. That's it for Locked on NBA. Go follow Adam Mares and Locked on Nuggets. Go follow me and Locked on Mavs. Got a lot of stuff coming for the playoffs. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on NBA. Boom.